You're listening to the Sharper Edge Ministries podcast. Our mission, to train church ministry leaders to more effectively guide people to a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ. And now your host, Peter Lopez. Hello, ministry leaders of Maranatha Baptist Church. I am so glad to have you tuned in for another podcast episode of the Sharper Edge Ministries podcast. It is a podcast that is put out to the ministry leaders of Maranatha Baptist Church by me, your lead pastor, Peter Lopez, with the entire goal of making sure that each one of our ministry leaders is growing and being challenged in our working of our faith and the building of our relationship with Christ. Today's podcast episode, as I begin, because I know some will be listening to this in the months and years ahead, I would like to start off by giving us a timestamp, a context for what is going on. Since the month of March 2020, we have been in a period that will probably forever be known as the COVID-19 crisis. Through churches and people's lives into a sense of chaos, our church ministry right around the month of April, towards the end of the month of April, opened back up with ministry services, multiple services, things like that. And then just this past Sunday was the first Sunday of the month of October, and we returned to full-blown ministry, full services, and full ministry in everything we are doing. I would like to take, uh, now that we've placed that timestamp for those listening now and those listening in the future, I would like to be able to offer to each one of us a pastoral understanding or approach of our return to full ministry, and even the perspective that we have as we've come to this point, and the hearts that we have as we continue to be able to look back and see what the Lord has done. So consider this podcast episode not so much training as much as it is a clarification of where our hearts are at, and maybe even an episode of unity so that the Lord knows where we are in our relationship to him and our appreciation for what he has done, and so that our ministry leaders are able to stay united with the proper perspective and focus. Don't forget that when Jesus lived on this earth, he trained his disciples. He trained them for the establishing, ultimately, of what would be his body, his living organism here on earth that he would call the church. He wanted his disciples to know that the work that would be done would not be needed to be accomplished in their own power. The reason why he trained them is so they would see in the most practical of ways how Jesus functions, how Jesus lives, the way Jesus thinks, how Jesus treats other people, and how Jesus responds to the various situations that he would be in. But the disciples were in no means under the impression that the continuation of his body, the church on earth, would be all in their hands. Jesus made it very clear to them that the work that he started would be a work that he would continue in them. That though he would leave this earth, he would then live inside of them. And when it came to their relationship to Christ, or even more accurately stated, Christ's relationship to them as they would be the founding of the church, Jesus said these words, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus established some very specific truths in that statement in the minds of the disciples. He wanted them to know things, aspects, truths 
that you and I must continue to learn today that I believe will help us gain a great understanding for where we are at this moment in our ministry, in our country. Christ does does the building. Don't ever forget that. Jesus said, I will build my church. It is Jesus Christ that does all of the building. It is not us. It's not me as the pastor, nor is it any of you as ministry leaders of any capacity. It is Jesus Christ that does all the building. In fact, what we've learned is that if we attempt to do the building in our own power or strength, we will inevitably fail because we cannot continue building anything in our strength and power for a long period of time. Christ does the building. This is why in our ministry, we have simplified our mission. We have simplified our focus, our emphasis. We focus on Jesus Christ. The reason we focus on him is because we know that he is the son of God and God the son. Focusing on Jesus Christ reminds us that he is doing all of the building within our ministry. And focusing on Jesus Christ also allows him to more directly or specifically work through us so that we are in a place where he is enabled to use us as his ambassadors, his representatives. Just don't forget, when Jesus said, I will build my church, it is Jesus Christ that does the building. And that's why we will every service and every Bible study and every song and every prayer and every podcast episode focus on Jesus Christ because he does the building. But Jesus says, I will build my church. And don't forget that he's not talking about a physical structure, a building, or an organization. The church is the people. The people are the church. So when Jesus says, I will build my church, he is saying that he will build people. It is Jesus Christ that does the building of people because the church is the people. What we as a church ministry are looking for is not for Christ to build us buildings, Though, if that becomes necessary, and understandably so, for our ministry it is, Christ will provide that. But that is not our focus. Our focus is on Jesus Christ, and our expectation is that when he says he will build us, it means he will build people. That means you and I, as ministry leaders, will be built up in Jesus Christ. It means that the people that you and I minister to will be built up in Jesus Christ. And it means that those in our community who are lost and without Christ will come here to hear of Christ and be built up in Christ. The focus of our ministry is Jesus Christ. And what Jesus Christ does through our focus is he builds people so that Maranatha Baptist Church and every one of our ministries becomes an avenue that Christ himself uses to build up people. This is what Jesus does through us. But I love that Jesus doesn't only say that I will build my church. He gives us a word of encouragement by saying that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hell is a place that is filled with death. It's filled with sorrow. It's filled with remorse, regret, and sin. What Jesus is saying is that none of those things will be able to stand against the power of Jesus Christ through his church. Death nor hell 
cannot prevail over Jesus Christ. He was going to overcome them in his death and in his resurrection. And because the church is Jesus Christ, living, breathing body on this earth, it is the bride of Jesus Christ. It is his body. Death nor hell can prevail over the church. Nothing will be able to prevail over the church. This is important for the disciples to know in the time in which they were living. Because in the era of Christ and also the first century when the disciples lived uh, after the ascension of Jesus Christ, there were certain aspects of the culture that tried to prevail against the church. Satan repeatedly tried to prevail against Christ and against the church, whether it be by way of his temptation or even whether it be by later on his working deceitfully in the hearts and the minds of the disciples or even at times in the book of Acts, trying to hinder the apostles from doing the work of ministry. Satan actively tried to prevail against the church. Another group that tried to prevail against the church during Christ and the disciples' era is the religious people. The most religious people of that day, those who felt like they were the most spiritual, were actually the ones that became the greatest hindrance to the church. They tried to prevail against the church. Ultimately, the religious people established themselves as the enemy of Christ and his church. You'll find that that was one of the major issues that was had during Christ's time and the disciples is that the religious tried to prevail against the church. If you'll also look and notice the time of Christ and the book of Acts, the government was also a feature that tried to prevail against the church. Interestingly enough, during the era of Jesus Christ, the government tried to intervene to have Jesus Christ killed before he was even two or three years old. And if you look at the time of Christ, it was the Jews, the religious people, that tried to use or manipulate the government, the Roman government, in order to bring a hindrance to Christ and to his people. And sometimes that was actually the case. It appeared like they were hindered by the Roman government. There were even times in the first century during the time of the apostles that they were still living that that the government itself, whether it be Nero, would accomplish something devastating in the culture and then blame it on the Christians in order to create a culture of oppression against the church. So the government tried to prevail against the church. Religious people tried to prevail against the church. Satan tried to prevail against the church. But none of these things worked. It's clear. I mean, come on. We still are a very prevalent, powerful movement today. A focus on Jesus Christ provides victory over every single one of the elements of society that try to go against the church. So it is a focus on Jesus Christ that overcomes Satan. It is a focus on Christ that overcomes the religious. It is a focus on Jesus Christ that overcomes the government. A focus on Christ provides victory over everything and anything that tries to overcome the church. Now, in our era, we are functioning under a political climate that is intense. I mean, we are functioning in a time and a place right now where politics... The government, 
and much of what we are experiencing as a response to COVID-19 is attempting to bring a certain type of oppression on the church, or at least a loss of focus. I want us to really think about what that means as a church, because when Jesus says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, he clearly is communicating to us that there is nothing now that will be able to stand against the power of the church, that we will survive, even we will thrive. I'm going to ask you, ministry leaders, please do not confuse the current political climate for a focus on Jesus Christ. Do not let your eyes shift off of Christ onto the political climate. Do not let your focus move from Christ to something that is going on politically. I know we have two presidential candidates currently in the race. I know that we have mandates of mass in our country. I know that we have social distancing, and I know that much of our culture is still half-opened or half-closed or in a unique place. Do not allow these things to cause your eyes to shift off of Jesus Christ. I want us to consider this and to pay close attention to this. This is an area that I have personally had to fight. I understand the pressure of wanting to stand against some of these mandates as a patriotic American citizen. But I also understand that I personally must stay focused on Christ and I cannot take up a cause that is outside of Jesus Christ. There is no cause greater than Christ and we cannot serve too. I also want you ministry leaders to please keep in mind that as a pastor of the church, as the leader, as the under shepherd of this ministry, it is my responsibility to try to keep the church focused on Christ. It is my responsibility to lead the church in a way that is given to me very clearly by the commands of Scripture. One of the most interesting aspects that we have faced in recent days is the idea of having to be in small groups early on during the, during the crisis, then the requirement, the mandate to wear masks, and then also the requirement for social distancing. This is something that I have had to face as a leader of this ministry. I understand there are so many differences of opinion in our ministry, but I cannot make decisions based on the opinions of the people in our ministry because none of those opinions will stand up as an excuse when I have to answer to the Lord. All I have is his word. I know very clearly when I look at the words of scripture and Christ that he tells me that I am to obey them that have the rule over me. He clearly tells me that I am to obey those in governmental authority because he has placed them there and they have the rule over me and it is my responsibility to obey them. I understand that. And I know that it's very hard to grasp that in our climate. But think of the fact that Jesus spoke these words during the Roman government climate, far more oppressive. And yet he still said, obey those that have the rule over you. Now, there was a time when the apostle Peter is preaching and making the name of Christ known. He's put into prison for doing this, which is fine if the government wants to do that. 
But when they released him from prison, they said, and this is one of the famous tests, the texts, they told Peter that you are not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus Christ. They were essentially telling Peter, you are no longer allowed to make Jesus Christ known. And when the government superseded the name of Christ, Peter says this to them, is it better that I obey you or obey God? Peter says, I will obey God because I cannot stop making the name of Jesus Christ known. These, these two texts are the two texts that we have in order to allow us to know how to navigate through these interesting waters. We obey the government laws and mandates. We do not have the ability to determine which ones we will or will not obey. God just says, obey them. But clearly we have an example that when a government law, rule, or mandate prevents us from making Jesus Christ known or prevents us from obeying the authority of Jesus Christ, then we obey God, we obey Christ over man. So with this being said, masks do not hinder our ability to make Jesus Christ known. Wearing a mask does not stop us from focusing on doing everything that God tells us to do. Social distancing does not hinder our ability to intervene or to work on behalf of God. In fact, the fear of being close to one another or touching one another still even does not hinder our ability to represent Jesus Christ. And because what the government is asking does not hinder our ability to represent Christ, to make Christ known, then I as the pastor could never make a decision to reject the leadership of government when they are not violating our ability to interact with the authority of God. This is important. How do I come to such a decision how can we continue to move forward in this capacity? Not because I want to, trust me, I don't want to, but because I know that more importantly, I have to function, we all have to function according to the authority of scripture. But here is what Jesus says. He will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So even when government puts pressure on the church and on a community as a whole, it still does not stop the church from moving forward. And here is how I want to end this podcast. Church, I have never seen, ministry leaders, listen, I have never seen Christ build his church the way he has been over these last few weeks. Never. Never in the 20 years that I have been in pastoral ministry have I witnessed the deep, powerful work that God is doing in our ministry. He is transforming us right before our eyes and literally on a Sunday by Sunday basis. We have in the last few weeks seen multiple salvation decisions. In the last few weeks, we have seen multiple baptisms with more coming up here in the next few weeks. We have seen in the last few weeks, 15 new families join our church and more have already filled out the paperwork and will be voted in in the next coming weeks. We have seen multiple people enter into discipleship 
for the first time in the last few weeks, we have seen new leaders step into positions of ministry over the last few weeks. And over the last few weeks, we have seen nearly 100 families visit our church for the very first time. In fact, last week, we had a marriage seminar with a record-breaking number of people at that seminar. And the men's campout had a record-breaking number of people in that campout. And the ladies' retreat coming up in two weeks has a record-breaking number of ladies going to the retreat. And most exciting is that in the marriage seminar, in the men's retreat, and also in the services that we have had, people are sharing individual testimonies of Christ doing a very deep work in hearts. I'm telling you, I have never seen Christ stir people in such a deep, transforming way. He is literally ripping the old man out of people as we speak and renewing and restoring people to a pure, genuine, authentic focus on Jesus Christ. And I can't help but think that the pressure of COVID-19 and the pressure of the government mandates is what is bringing our ministry to a place where our focus on Christ in the midst of these things is absolutely transforming people. So here is what I want you to know as your pastor and as a ministry leader that functions with you, that we are now in full ministry, but we have learned so much over these last few me- few weeks. And with our return to full ministry, I, as your pastor, have a fuller heart of gratitude and appreciation and love for Jesus Christ. The last three months have literally progressed the work of God in our ministry for three or more years. My heart overflows for what God is doing every single week. So we are now in full ministry, but we definitely have much fuller hearts. So as a combined team of ministry leaders, let's come each and every Sunday and represent Christ and focus on Jesus Christ and let your hearts overflow with the idea and the purpose of what Jesus Christ is doing. We all will have full hearts together. Thank you for serving along with me. Thank you for letting Christ do this work within you. And thank you for teaming up with me as we are riding this very fast-moving train that Christ is working through our ministry. Let's stay on it. And I can't wait to see how transformed we are in the next few months. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sharper Edge Ministries podcast. Today's episode empowers us to impact lives for all eternity. Together, we are making a difference for Jesus Christ. 